Uh, yeah, come and see me here at Purity Health. Um, in no way, shape, or form is anything that I'm about to say or divulge or um, kind of tell you what it is that I do. Is that supposed to be construed as sound medical advice? Come and see me and we can talk about it, but I would strongly encourage you before taking anything that I say in this video or any other video that I've ever made in life um, as medical advice to consult with your physician your healthcare provider, your licensed healthcare provider, um, so that they can assess whether or not um, something that I say would be good or not so good to incorporate into your own healthcare. It's kind of nice performing or performing or speaking to an audience of one, um, even though I know that's it can be seen on the restream, right? Um, this is kind of a big one, I would argue. It's called the importance. Of, uh, uh, of taking the importance of taking or using medical grade herbs, okay? Medical grade herbs. So, you know, there's a lot to this. And um, what I, one thing that I do like about the nutraceutical companies, the nutraceutical, you know, the nutrition, um, encapsulating nutrition companies is it's a race to the top. There's not very many other industries that can really say that it's a race to the, to the top as far as, you know, they're looking to provide a quality product but undercutting costs or, you know, laying off people here or there, getting a machine to replace people or whatever it looks like. The, the nutraceutical industry, I do like, have no professional affiliation with them at all, no conflicts of interest other than I use some of their products. Why I like them is because they're trying to outdo each other in the sense of provide a better product, a more absorbable product, a more um, bioavailable product that would be beneficial to the patient at the end of the day. So that as a practitioner, when I know that I'm prescribing to, hey there and welcome. So that when I, when I prescribe as a practitioner that I know when people are consuming what I have prescribed in particular from a nutraceutical perspective that in fact that nutraceutical is going in their body and having the intended effect about what it is that I do or what it is that I've prescribed. So the importance of quality herbs and medicinal grade herbs is paramount in the medicine that I practice. Number one, you know, a, just a general survey and a general study of environmental medicine would actually show that a lot of times you um, you could buy an herb that is substandard and doesn't have any certifications and it hasn't been vetted medicinally and that herb can possibly not have any of the medicinal constituents inside it that you're looking for in a given herb it could have if it's in if it's growing in the vicinity of another herb that's potentially toxic it could have like a digitalis foxglove right that's a real has a real impact on the heart and used um, in the conventional medicine but if you have an herb we'll just say it's a let's say it's dandelion right you want some dandelion bitters and that's grown in the vicinity of a foxglove plant where that dandelion herb can absorb that um, some of those um, uh, uh, 
constituents of foxglove inside them, you can have real challenges with the heart because that's what foxglove is used for. Um, so you may be thinking, gosh, I'm helping my liver with having digestive bitters from the dandelion plant. I didn't really take notice that it was grown in a close proximity of foxglove. Therefore, now I'm having dandelion bitters and I'm getting this I'm getting this foxglove um, uh, uh, constituent inside there and now I'm having um, real challenges um, speaking from you know speaking from cardiac point of view. The other thing that I would say about herbs in particular is uh, herbs certain herbs have a natural ability to just they just do they take up metals in particular and contaminants in the soil okay so um, you know when it comes to harvesting herbs um, harvesting them by a roadside in particular gosh there's a lot of fuel expenditure there is whatever is running off the roadways after a good rain so whether it's asphalt or if it's concrete road you still have the rubber off of tires and lots of um, uh, hydrocarbons from the petroleum industry just from vehicles operating that the way they do whether there's a leak or not and vehicles are kept in good condition um, harvesting herbs near in any industrial area or an industrial area where humans regularly <clears throat> travel um, those herbs could be potentially contaminated with and it doesn't mean that you know necessarily it'll end your life but you know that's another load on top of what we normally process in our day-to-day -day for the liver to be able to process through the body so when it comes to medicinal grade herbs um, I love the whole idea that gosh if I find this whatever it is out in nature that it's just going to uh, be good for me because nature grew it or God grew it or um, Gaia grew it or whatever it is um, that that in fact is going to be the purest best quality herb and it's going to address what I'm actually looking for it to do medicinally inside the body of a given, given patient. The truth of the matter is, is that's not true at all. Um, that's why there's um, a lot of these um, industries that will quantify, quali qualify and run tests on herbs to find out their purity, to find out if they do have the medicinal constituents inside of it that are that we're looking to prescribe, and in fact, are they, you know, are they good good manufacturing practice certified? So beginning, middle, and end. So are they good from the ground up? There's no contaminants. When we process them, are they losing their potency? Are they losing some of those? alkaloids or some of those constituents inside of that we're looking to have in the final product and then finally um, does the final product is the final product clear or pure from um, a possible contamination or if in fact that pr manufacturing process to get that herb from raw to a powder um, is in fact that final herb as medicinal as we want and as we intend it in the body for a anticipated and hopefully expected outcome from that herb. So when it comes to medicinal, choosing medicinal quality herbs and, and accepting nothing less than the best, I think it's imperative. It's, it's extremely important to do so because of the health of the body. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to say this as well. When it comes to herbs in particular, um, 
I was having this uh, talk with a patient just a moment ago about CBD, and I was telling them uh, when it comes to CBD, CBD is great, okay? Uh, CBD1 receptors in the brain and spinal cord and CBD2 CBD in the periphery, right? And it can help all kinds of things, you know, anxiety, it can help pain, um, it can certainly help with a sleep, um, you know, there there's so many studies coming out with that research, it's it's kind of hard to keep up with it, but CBD and the application of that inside the human body is pretty darn extensive and getting more and more each day. When it comes to CBD, I always recommend a particular brand that has, it's the whole hemp plant, okay? It's not just, well, we know CBD is good for the body, so we're just going to take CBD out of the hemp plant and we're going to concentrate it into this CBD product and we know it's CBD in there so it's going to be good. Now when we have more of the plants in the body and we do have those medicinal levels of CBD in particular, then the body for some reason is able to recognize that plant and better able to appropriate the medicinal qualities of that herb to have the intended effect and, uh, and the intended health outcome for the patient. So I just use you know CBD or hemp as a as an as an example for that um, the more we include whole plants that are medicinal grade you know that are medicinal grade well what is medicinal grade medicinal grade is you know like um, ashwagandha ashwagandha for instance um, it's a great Ayurvedic and also uh, Asian medicine Asian and oriental medicine herb um, it's an adaptogenic herb okay so it will help people adapt in particular. There are all kinds of adaptogenic herbs. Ashwagandha has a tendency to be better for uh, the male body, not always. Um, ashwagandha with aneloids, okay? So a couple, a couple uh, nutraceutical companies make ashwagandha. Ashwagandha with a certain amount of aneloids in there, you know that it's going to be more prominent in the body to have that medicinal effect, that that anticipated adaptogenic effect. So whether we're looking to modify and help people's energy levels throughout the day uh, and help kind of tweak cortisol levels or whether it has to do with sleep at night. Depends on the formulation, depends upon the quantity, depends upon the potency of the herb. So when it comes to ashwagandha in particular, um, I, when I look at a certain supplement, I'm looking for uh, you know percentage or milligrams of aneloids that are in that ashwagandha plant. So I know, in fact, if I recommend or prescribe this for a patient, that in fact it's going to have that intended outcome. Um, you know, a couple of companies that I'll I like again, I have no professional affiliation at all, other than some of these companies that I like when it comes to herbs. Um, I like. First and foremost, I like eclectic herbs. I really like eclectic herbs. I think they're, yeah, naturopathic uh, founded and perhaps still owned company out of Oregon. It's Oregon or it's Oregon. It's one of those two. It's the state beneath Washington State, just south of us, however you want to say it. They produce, a, they produce pretty high quality herbs um, and some are wildcrafted, right? Wildcrafted meaning, you know, they just, you know, maybe they put the seed out there, but they let nature grow it. But the idea is that they're still doing those basically good manufacturing practices, making sure that 
the original versus the processed versus the final product is still having the uh, medicinal constituents in there that will help with um, patient outcomes. Another one I like is Mountain Rose. Mm. Excuse me, a little yawn there on a Wednesday afternoon. Mountain Rose herbs, okay? Mountain Rose, they make some good ones. I used uh, I used a bunch of hawthorn for um, my, used a bunch of hawthorn for my, um, what do they call it? Re re wedding reception? Used tons of hawthorn, gobs and gobs and gobs of it. Leaf flower and berries bagged them up. They were actually a gift too. What a great idea. Anyway, um, they have great assortment of herbs as well. Uh, wild rose, or I'm sorry, mountain rose, mountain rose. If I said wild rose, let's pretend we didn't hear that. We're gonna call it mountain rose from here on out. Those guys are great. Um, there's a couple other companies too. And you know, as far as some people inquire, I'll say, well, where, what's a great place to get um, um, Chinese medicine herbs? I don't, I don't know that. All I know is that when it comes to the um, patented herbs, and they usually put them in the form of tea pills, um, plum flower is the one that I usually go with because they've been vetted for heavy metals and things like that. That, you know, Chinese herbs has a have a tendency to have a lot of, and it's not necessarily because of the manufacturing process. It could be again, just those herbs herbs's affinity of being able to draw up metals into their into their uh, plant bodies before they're harvested so um uh it really makes a difference some people say well you know if curcumin or turmeric is um anti-inflammatory can i just go to the aisle of can i just go to the aisle of my supermarket and grab a whole bunch of curcumin and put them in capsules or use it in food and stuff like that I'm not going to say that that's not going to have some effect on the body, uh, you know, a really good effect as far as, you know, normal dosages and things like that. Or if you're making a chicken curry, which I hope somebody is out there, um, if you're making a chicken curry and you're using a normal amount of that stuff, there's probably going to be a, an, an intended and unintended anti-inflammatory effect on the body. But there's a huge difference from the foods that we eat, which would be ideal in a perfect world to get all of our medicine from food. What's the, the guy Socrates or Hippocrates or somebody said food, medicine, medicine, food, I get it, I get it. But in today's day and age, the soils, a lot of them where even organic crops, you know, the heck with conventional crops, but even organic crops are depleted as far as the uh, mineral content in there and the ability to be, have the plant grow as it, as it should to be able to produce the medicinal effect in the body, okay? So um, I wouldn't say to anybody, no, you shouldn't have the turmeric out of the spice aisle. You know, make sure it's organic or whatever. Make it in your food. It's delicious. It's going to be good. Is it going to produce an effect in the body? Probably. Is it going to produce an effect like something that has a 95% curcuminoid content tested in the lab as far as, 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 far as anti-inflammatory, if that's what we're looking to do with the herb? Probably not. More than likely not. And so it's this uh, fine line of having to balance between, okay, I'm giving somebody a pill, which is not really natural in its form, right? But we know these, the herbs and the way that they've been processed in the pills to be medicinally uh, necessary for this patient's particular condition for the part, for the, for the uh, forecasted health outcome 
versus how can we get this in its most pure raw form and still allow those health outcomes when administered to the patient. That is the, that's the, um, the fence straddle that I do every day when it comes to patients. If people can get it through food, I'd love that. I'd actually, um, I'd actually strongly prefer that people get that from, get it from food, but a lot of times it's just not possible. And why I will, again, commend the nutraceutical companies, not all of them, a good amount of them though, um, for doing what they do, is in a lot of industries, it's not a race to the top. But they're looking to see how they can better their product and make those things, again, like I said earlier, bioavailable, and try to outdo the other company that is their competitor um, in a way that it's not to undercut costs, it's not to, it's not to uh, uh, shortchange the end product user or the customer or the patient or whatever like that. They're, they're constantly competing about what's a more absorbable form of fish oil? Is it the enteric coated? Is it actually in a liquid form? Um, you know, what, what does that look like? Um, when it comes to the curcumin, when it comes to, you know, Boswellia as far as a smooth muscle relaxant or skeletal muscle relaxant, I should say, you know, magnesium is, is glycinate better than, than, um, citrate better than three and eight, uh, better than, and it's all these things that go into these nutraceutical companies formulations of, so that they can deliver the best from the herbs that they harvest and that testing is so important for at least, you know, the application of herbs to my patients that might um, relieve them of some of their health conditions, right? They relieve them of some of their health conditions and be able to meet them where they're at too. Not all herbs are great and not all formulations of herbs just because we know their actions are good for the bodies of the people that are, that are using them, right? Okay, so some of those herbs um, and those formulations, depending on who the person is and what their complaints are, may or may not be beneficial for that particular patient. So take into consideration when you do your research and you start to listen to things and read things on the internet when it comes to the use of herbs in the body, uh, that not all of the actions of those herbs will address your particular causes. Of course, I'd say it's dangerous to self-diagnose and dangerous to self-treat. Um, 